Can you think of one Guitar Geek gift that changed your life in a huge way? Well, while you think of yours, on today's show, I wanna share with you five gifts that completely revolutionized my guitar journey. And a quick hint, these are the type of gifts that you cannot wrap. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 218 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show's all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC family members. Are you sitting there wondering, gosh, how do I make 2022 my best year of guitar yet? Well, in today's show, you're gonna find out. There's one crucial thing that you can do right here, right now, actually you can start doing it right here, right now, that will help make next year the most amazing, fun-filled, progress-filled year of guitar you've ever experienced. You're also gonna get a sneak peek at what the TAC family is working on this week, and it's an awesome blues lick that I think you'll be able to pick up by the end of today's show. And speaking of the end of today's show, yes, your dose of weekly acoustic news you can use awaits, which includes really, just a bunch of fun musical finds and even some non-musical finds, including one story that includes uh, singing after dental surgery. That's all coming up here in a bit, but first, let's dig into five musical gifts that changed my life forever. The first Guitar Geek gift that changed my life was ear openers. I'm gonna call them ear openers. Yes, uh, some music that, that was introduced to me by friends and family that completely uh, altered the route of my musical and guitar journey. Let me go through a quick list. And as I'm going through this list, I want you to think of one album that changed your life completely. Something that maybe somebody recommended to you and you listened to it and you thought, bam, that's it. I wanna do that in terms of guitar playing. So here's, here's a quick list from me. My brother Mike introduced me to Led Zeppelin One. It was a cassette tape that I threw in my, my Walkman during a family trip, completely blew my mind in a huge way. My brother Nick uh, would incessantly play Muddy Waters' Manish Boy. And, and to me, that song just, just kind of uh, encapsulates how much emotion a recording can have and how much emotion can be conveyed in a recording. Uh, my uncle Paul introduced me to uh, the music of Muddy Waters and uh, really just the blues in general. He used to take me to hockey practice and I, I can't remember the exact car, but it was kind of a, a beat up car and we'd listen to can't even remember the, the I think it was 91.9 in Chicago. They did a blues hour and it just so happened to be uh, during the time that uh, would I would be en route to my hockey practice. So I got a lot of really great uh, artists under my belt uh, in that way. And then uh, finally, and this, this is not an, a complete list, but these are the ones that had the most impact on me. Uh, my dad was a huge, is a huge Beatles fan and introduced me to the Beatles at a fairly young age. And then I kind of really got interested in them later. And then at a very young age, he introduced me to Dan Fogelberg, which kind of, uh, this little uh, this little kind of piece of awareness was brought out in me when I heard Dan Fogelberg. I thought, holy smokes, the acoustic guitar can sound like that? Uh, it was it was during, there was a, um, he actually took me to a show at the Poplar Creek Music Center. It was an outdoor show. I think I was in first grade. And it was just a great experience and one that, again, showed me the, the possibilities that the acoustic guitar held. So that's my quick list. Hopefully in the comments below, you have let me know and let your fellow guitar geeks know an album that really had a huge impact on you that was either gifted to you or somebody said, hey, you gotta listen to this, it'll blow your mind. The second guitar geek gift that completely changed my life was uh, my first guitar. It was an Epiphone Texan, I believe from the 80s. It was during the Norlin area 
the Norland era of Gibson, and it was not necessarily a, a very quality instrument. However, it did the trick for me, and I gotta tell you a quick story about this. I may get a little long-winded long here in this first segment, but there's a lot of fun stories that I wanna unpack, and I feel like it's that time of year. The holidays are approaching, and it's that time where we can just kinda sit back and hear each other's stories and just have general appreciation for well, all of our guitar journeys collectively. So here's the story on my first guitar. It was a Sunday afternoon, and I wanna say that it was raining. And I was really big into the Doors, uh, the Beatles, the Allman Brothers. It was kind of my quote unquote hippie phase. And this was very early college. I think it was my freshman year of college. I was 18 years old. And we were sitting at home, and I made a comment about the Doors, and my dad said, oh, I've, I've got that record. And then, Literally within 10 minutes, my dad and I were both downstairs digging through the crawl space, okay? So we dig through the crawl space, and he's pulling out crate after crate after crate of vinyl records. And I was just, my mind was blown. I had no clue this treasure was lurking in the crawl space. And then he pulls out the turntable and speakers. We proceed to spend the afternoon setting it up and cranking albums. It was really incredible. It was a great moment. But amongst the music gear in the crawl space was this Epiphone Texan. It was a guitar that my dad had and that he played with and, and he really hadn't played guitar all that much up until this time. You know, he played in high school in his band, uh, actually with his brother and a couple other friends in the neighborhood. And they played quite a bit, but then life happened, family happened, and the guitar went in the crawl space. Lo and behold, this Sunday afternoon it came out, and he started remembering some stuff on the guitar, and he then taught me where to put my fingers, and bam, that was the spark. I mean, that's when my guitar journey started, and it was just such a great moment. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was just so incredible to be surrounded with that much music and kind of make this connection like, oh, music has a huge impact on him too, him being my dad, and, and music obviously was having a huge impact on me in that regard too. So yeah, that's the second Guitar Geek gift. Uh, my first guitar, an Epiphone Texan, which my dad still has. I, I call it a gift in that he showed me my first chords and he allowed me to use that guitar. And also uh, a gift was given to me by my mother because she had an immense amount of patience while she heard me play the same thing over and over and over and over again. The ending to I've Just Seen a Face by the Beatles. Moving on to the, uh, the third Guitar Geek gift that was bestowed upon me, and that was my very first gig. My very first gig. I put it in air quotes because it was a very interesting happenstance that has another story. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee. In fact, um, if you haven't noticed, this is a new Be Nice and Play Guitar mug. Yes, we just launched this series of, of merchandise at the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop. Uh, you can get this really cool ceramic mug, double-sided, Be Nice and Play Guitar. Got to be a little careful here. And then you, there's also an enamel uh, camping mug. That's kind of, that's... It's metal, it's pretty cool, and this logo's pretty rad. And there's also some uh, Be Nice and Play Guitar shirts with this logo on it as well. They're just out of my reach uh, over there on the chair, but I can assure you they're really neat. Uh, <laughs> actually, hold on, let me go grab one. Through the magic of cameras, I'll be right back. 
Okay, so in terms of shirts, we've got <laughs> we've got this awesome model, Be Nice and Play Guitar, one of the cool uh, new new versions we have. And this comes in a variety of colors, obviously, just pick your size, have it shipped to your door. And then this awesome shirt, which is I think my favorite, uh, the blue and yellow, the tack blue, the tack yellow, uh, Be Nice and Play Guitar. So those are, all, again, all available at the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop. And all the proceeds from all of the merchandise sold through that shop goes directly to Guitars for Vets as a donation. And quickly, before I get into my first gig story, check this out. Year to date, the TAC community, you guitar geeks, have been responsible for nearly, check this out, nearly $100,000 worth of donations to Guitars for Vets. That's pretty cool. That's through various fundraising efforts, through the merchandise store, uh, through word of mouth, and, and you all, some of you on your own, creating Guitars for Vets fundraisers for, for birthdays and special events. So cool, and we should all give ourselves a huge round of applause. Um, so cool to say that out loud. Nearly $100,000. Uh, congratulations to you. Congratulations to us as a Guitar Geek family. Okay, on to the story of my first gig. This is the third gift that was bestowed upon me, my very first gig. My, I lived with my brother Nick when I lived in Chicago. It was a two-flat. It was on the corner of, it was on Grace Street. I can't remember the cross street. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, but next to the two-flat, we were on a corner, and uh, there was a bar. What was the bar name? The bar was called Zippo, spelled with an X, X-I-P-P-O. Anyways, um, we would go to the bar. We would frequent the bar. I was in college. You can, you can fill in the details there. Anyways, uh, we, were, we went to the bar one night, and they very rarely had live music, but they had live music at this, this, this one, uh, this one in, uh, night we went. And it was kind of a blues band. My brother Nick said, do you want to play with them? And I'm like, no, 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 not for me. Meanwhile, he's, he's had a few beers, and he's now become friends with the band, and he tells his new friends that I play guitar and that I should go, I should play with them. And I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this. But since we live next door, I ran home, I got my guitar, and they had me up on stage. I think we jammed in like a 12 bar blues and A, and it was a blast. It kind of uh, was a spark in me that, that made me realize, oh, you, you can perform and people are welcoming and people are, you know, encouraging of you, you know, as you're just, just kind of starting to do this. It was a huge, uh, a, a gift that you cannot place a price tag on, a gift that was, was just a huge, it was just a huge part of my guitar journey. And one of those things that made me realize like, whoa, I think I can do this. I think I can do that. I think this is, this is something that interests me and it's something that I get a kick out of. So now, that's the third gift there. Um, am I on the third? One, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fourth gift that I want to share with you is um, the countless lessons that I've learned. And I just want to name a few uh, uh, folks that have been responsible for some of the biggest lessons in my in my guitar journey. And this by no means is a complete list. And um, if you're if you're sitting there as you're listening to this, I want you to think of one of the most valuable lessons you learned in your guitar journey and who taught it to you. This could have come from family members, somebody you met at a jam, et cetera. Uh, let me know in the comments below. Say, hey, hey, thanks to you know, Uncle, Uncle John for teaching me that first G chord. That was awesome. Or hey, thanks to you know, my teacher, Barbara, who showed me that, hey, songs weren't all that difficult and I too could play them. Let me know in the comments below. I'm gonna tell you a couple of folks that were responsible for, for some of the lessons that I learned. And as I go through, I'll try and, tell you the lessons they taught me. 
Uh, this first trio is all family. My father, my uncle Paul, and my uncle Jimmy uh, all showed me that, well, they all showed me how to play guitar, really, uh, both individually and as kind of a, as a band. Uh, we used to get together, my, my uncle Jimmy and my, my dad, we would get together and jam on, um, I think it was Sunday, yeah, Sunday, Sunday or Monday night, I can't remember. Um, it was a blast. We would play for hours and hours and hours. They would run through the old band songs and I would try and, and um, follow along as best I could. It was, it was amazing. And my, my Uncle Paul also showed me a bunch of blues stuff on, uh, a bunch of blues stuff on the guitar. And he borrowed me um, this really cool PV Telecaster, which was a great first electric guitar for me. So uh, moving on down the list, uh, there are, wow, there's a whole bunch of teachers that I encountered at the Old Town School that all had a, um, huge hand in, in teaching me something extremely valuable about the guitar. First up, Chris Walls. Chris Walls is a great, uh, uh, he teaches everything at the Old Town School, but mainly he was teaching me flat picking. And he's the one that really kind of drove home that it's all about being consistent. It's not about these fits and starts of playing where you learn a bunch and then you stop, and then you start a little bit later and you learn a bunch and you stop. And it feels like every time you have to start over. And I remember coming to him with this issue saying, man, I just, I have all the things I need. Why can't I get any better? And he's like, it's all about consistency. If you show up every day, play a little bit, boom, you're going to keep getting better. And, and I've, I've taken that to heart uh, ever since we had that talk at the Old Town School. Also, my uh, Dobro teacher, Rob Anderlich, really showed me that there's, there's a huge amount of power in in learning and learning in such a way where someone doesn't necessarily tell you exactly where to put your fingers, but learning in the sense of take a piece of music and make it your own. Take a piece of music and, 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 and acknowledge the attributes that you like, be it the tone, be it the note selection, but really make it your own. That's something that Rob taught me, not as an individual lesson, but as a culmination of all the things he talked about in that Dobro class I took with him. Uh, Billy Cardine, a great Dobro player who did a workshop at the Old Town School, he taught me about visually looking at the instrument. Uh, Andy Hall, a great Dobro player uh, who plays with the infamous String Dusters, he actually came to my house, this was many years ago, and he did a small workshop there, and he taught me a lot of technique aspects that were all about efficiency and smoothness of movement that I'll never forget. Uh, Robert Bolin and Will Maring did a workshop at the Old Town School. And I just, I, I remember walking away from that workshop thinking, wow, that's how you play guitar and compose in a duo. It was the first exposure I had to an acoustic duo and it really, really blew my mind. Really enjoyed that. Eric Lugash, a great fingerstyle player uh, at the Old Town School, great fingerstyle guitar teacher. He's the one that made me realize that fingerstyle was doable. Um, it wasn't this magical wizardry that nobody could figure out. He, he kind of showed me like, yeah, if you break it down, it's not that difficult. It's just a lot of pieces going on at once. If you learn each individual piece, you can actually start putting things together slowly and you'll have something that sounds really amazing. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, two of the bands that I, I was in here in Montana, uh, bluegrass band by the name of Bridger Creek Boys, uh, dear friends to this day, and they just taught me so much about being in a band, uh, playing within a band, kind of carving out your own sonic piece of the pie, and uh, playing with and having respect to the other players, you know, being dynamic and, and being um, being aware of what's going on musically. And then also uh, Little Jane and the Pistol Whips, another Montana band that... Um, really was a, a formative experience experience for me. It was the first time I got to play with with a true singer songwriter and and be be additive to that to that whole um, 
kind of creating a song and, and performing it live. Uh, just a great, great list of people. And like I said, that's that's not even um, that's not nearly a complete list. And of course. Um, the lessons keep coming. They never stop. And uh, those are just some of the ones that stood out for me. And the last and final gift that uh, was was given to me, consciously or unconsciously, I don't know, um, is the the invaluable time and relationships that, that music and guitar specifically has brought into my life. Uh, from you watching the show right now to the entire TAC family to just the folks that I've met along the way who play guitar. In fact, when I was coming home from Chicago, just recently, I, I actually was at a, a buddy's wedding and flying home, and I had my guitar with me, and uh, I had picked it up from the gate check. I had to gate check it. And somebody saw me with a case, and, and he said, hey, what kind of guitar is that? So I popped open the case, and we had a quick little, quick little chat, and I, I didn't get his name, but it was one of those cool things where I was like, oh, yeah, you, you know, we're, we're in the group together. Uh, just really cool. And I can't necessarily, if I start naming folks, we're gonna be here for hours and hours, but there have been so many, so many times when I've met somebody and we've shared a really great conversation and guitar or music has been the, the spark, the catalyst for that conversation. And the conversation didn't necessarily continue, we didn't continue talking about guitar, but guitar was the catalyst. And I think that's pretty amazing and uh, I just, I've never necessarily thought of that as a gift, but it very much is. And and as I'm going through this list, I'm having this realization that you know, gifts really aren't only aren't always things. They could be experiences. They could be time shared with somebody. And and as I conclude this list, I want you to think about your guitar journey thus far. Like I said in the beginning, you know, it could have happened. It could have started at the beginning of this week. It could have started 20 plus years ago, or somewhere else in between. But I want you to think of one guitar gift, one guitar geek gift, one musical gift that you've received that maybe was completely intangible, but now you're just starting to connect some dots and say, oh yeah, that, that's, that's the gift that, that has been invaluable in my guitar experience. Let me know in the comments below what that gift was. Maybe, maybe you attach it to a person. If so, give them a shout out in the comments, but bottom line in the comments below, let me know a guitar geek gift that changed your life, be it the perspective you have on the guitar, how you learn guitar, or in general, how enriched your life has become because of guitar or the guitar being a catalyst for conversation or just a shared moment. It's time to grab your guitar for the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. See every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge. When you log in, the focus is on one of the five essential areas of guitar improvement. On Mondays, we do a technique challenge. Tuesdays is a guitar lick challenge. Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge. Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge. And Fridays, a chord transition challenge. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, we focus on a guitar lick. And here's what the Tack family is working on today. Your Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Sleigh Bells. In fact, every challenge this week within TAC honors Santa Claus in one way, shape, or form because he has a mighty fine beard and because the holidays are very much upon us. And aside from the Santa Claus theme, the much more important musical theme this week is breaking the rules. I'm gonna go ahead and play this lick for you so you can hear what it sounds like. And as I play it, I wanna see if you can notice when I break the rules and how I break the rules. Here's how it sounds.
This is an awesome blues lick and one that has a ton of different uses, a couple of which I'm gonna share here in just a little bit. But first, for those of you wanting to learn this note by note, TACFAM, all you have to do is log in. Once you click on Start Challenge, you'll go right to the teaching video. And after that, you can move to the play along video. Go ahead and pick a speed that's comfortable for you. And don't forget to click on the tab icon in that lower right hand corner. That'll pull up the tab so you can learn right alongside the video. Okay. So this lick is a key of E blues lick, and it can be used to kick off a song, it can be used to end a song, it can be used as a fill in between bars in a 12 bar blues. So it has a ton of different uses. But first, did you notice where I broke the rules? Did you notice how I broke the rules? Well, if you didn't, let me spell it out for you because it's very subtle. I'm actually breaking the golden rule of pick direction. The golden rule of pick direction states that if a measure is in eighth notes, mean you would count, meaning you would count it one and two and three and four and, you would play that with an alternating pick stroke. Down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. I'm not doing that here. I'm using a series of down strokes. And that's simply to bluesify the entire lick. It adds this subtle tonal nuance that really gives it some drive and some mojo and almost a little bit of grit to it. Let me go ahead and just show you the difference. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that first part with an alternating pick stroke and then I'll follow it up with just the down pick stroke and see if you can pick up on that subtle nuance. Here goes nothing. That, all, that, that series where I do all downstrokes has much more urgency and you can really kind of eke out some of that blues mojo. So, okay, how do you place this lick within a song? Well, first and foremost, it's a great way to kick off a blues rhythm. Let me show you how that sounds. So that's just one example where you can come right into a, a key of E blues using this lick. It's a great segue. It's a great intro, if you will. Another great way is as you're playing a blues shuffle, it kind of starts to break up some of the measures. Here's how that would sound. You can also use this lick to end a 12 bar blues. You do exactly what I did there, but instead of going to the shuffle pattern again, you just end on a nice fat low E string. It's a great way to cap off any blues tune, be it a 12 bar blues or something maybe a little more crooked, some other variation on the blues. I hope you enjoy this and I hope it's something that you can add to your blues playing that brings in a little spice, a little mojo, if you will. And on that note, I also hope that it's something that you can use to create, well, your own lick from. Now, before we get back into the show, I just wanna remind you of one thing. Distraction is our enemy as guitar players. You know, in the current learning environment, you're sitting in front of a computer learning the guitar, which is something I encourage, that's something I do. I know for a fact that's something you do. But as you sit down in front of your computer, be aware that there's distractions lurking everywhere. So when you sit down to learn, 
close all the extra windows. You don't need Facebook, you don't need your email open. In my case, you don't need the hockey highlights open from last night. That's not gonna help me play guitar. Yes, it's entertaining, but it does not help me focus and it does not help me play the guitar. And I say this because it's actually, actually I have a challenge for you. The next time you sit down to play guitar, set a timer for 10 minutes. Make sure that you do not engage in any distraction and see how much ground you can cover, how much progress you can achieve in just a 10 minute window, a focused 10 minute window, a distraction free 10 minute window. Give that a try and see how it works out. You'll see how powerful your focus is and how amazing it is when you don't have distractions floating around your head. The focus of this episode has really been a lot of reflection, specifically on things that have impacted your guitar journey. We're talking way back, guitar journey as a whole. And since we're talking about reflection a lot, I should give you a sneak peek into next week real quick. Next week, we're gonna hold kind of a focused reflection on your guitar journey over the last year. Okay, not your entire guitar journey, but over the last year, and specifically how you've played, how consistent you've been, and how much progress you've achieved. And I just wanna take a, a quick moment and share with you something that I think is critical to your guitar journey, and that is pause for reflection. You know, as guitar players, you know, you have this tendency to always focus on the next thing you're going to learn. You make this list of the things you wanna learn, be it songs, techniques, et cetera, fill in the blank. There's so many things that we have on the table that we could learn. And I wanna encourage you regularly, please take pause for reflection. You know, the whole notion of a guitar rut is simply a mindset. It's this mindset of, I can never do enough, I can never learn, learn enough, I'm simply stuck in a guitar rut. That's not the case if you stop and, and just review the last week, the last month of your guitar playing. Taking that five minutes to think back and say, wow, at the beginning of the month, I couldn't play that, that song. That one chord transition was giving me, giving me hell, and now I can play it. You need that positive momentum. You need that quick little checkpoint to say, okay, my guitar journey is moving forward. I am progressing. And if I continue progressing in these incremental, in these incremental little bites, I'm gonna continue to get better. That's the whole point. So just a quick little, again, sneak peek into next week. Okay, uh, let's go ahead. Oh, this is great. I was thinking of this at home as I was writing the show and I thought, we get a lot of guitar signals from Canada and we need to have some sort of, some sort of call that we're gonna go head to Canada as a group and, and take a look at a guitar signal. And I thought, what better call than the strange brew call? What's the strange brew call? Coo, 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 coo. Yes, we're gonna head north of the border. We're gonna visit Brian Hegel from Blue Water, Ontario for his uh, Canada-infused guitar signal. Here's what's in his lineup. First up, we have a Godan Metropolis, which is in natural cedar, and it looks like it has a pickup on it as well. And then we have, let's see, what else do we have? We have a Simon and Patrick uh, Luthier Songsmith Burst, beautiful little guitar there. Simon & Patrick is a fantastic brand and one that I feel is um, maybe underrated in some regards. It's just a, just a phenomenal, phenomenal brand. Then we have a Seagull S6 in spruce top. And he says, like myself, they're all Canadian. Many thanks for the recent Acoustic Tuesday highlighting the quality and value of the Godin family of guitars. By the way, your excellent t-shirt captures two of my favorite things guitars, and arsenal. 
I co-founded the Arsenal Supporters Club in Canada, loving every step of the tack journey as I build my skills and a guitar snow. Uh, so awesome. Brian, thank you so much for submitting your guitar snow. If you're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm a guitar geek, I can check that box. I've got a guitar snow, I can check that box. I want to get featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show, I can check that box. I don't necessarily know how to get featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show, well, I can check that box as well. Don't worry, my lovely assistant has you covered. Here's how you get featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. I wanna to propose to you a win, win, win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar snow or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar snow shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar snow shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. It's now time for your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And we're gonna kick things off this week by staying north of the border. This has nothing to do with guitar and everything to do with sharing your passion with the younger generation. Check this out. Uh, we're gonna go back to Ontario. Yes, we're going back to Ontario. We've just visited Brian Hegel in Ontario and now we're gonna visit the Peters Petersboro Peets. And uh, they just, <laughs> I'm reading this off of Instagram. They just had a guest coach give a very motivational and inspirational speech. This is Coach Cal. And Coach Cal's dreams came true on Sunday when he delivered the pregame speech to the Maroon and White ahead of, ahead of their matchup against the Ottawa 67s. Here's what Coach Cal had to say. Hi, this is my speech for tonight. Uh, here we go. Legends are made every day, and you could be one of the greats. You, you are the chosen one. You are the years in the making. So today, we work hard, get back hard, shoot hard, spread out, pass hard. So get in there. That's your puck. You want that puck. And shoot smart against Cranley. So... We won't let those 67s get a win in our barn. So we're going to do whatever it takes to get the W. Today's starting lineup will be 22, 14, 25, 19, 7, and 40 in net. Yeah. Again, how cool is it to share your passion with a younger generation and to see that passion generate from them? Uh, so incredible. I thought that was a great example of that. Yes, it's from the hockey world, but I wanted to share it with you because I know for a fact that happens in the guitar world quite a bit. We're talking about intangible gifts. Sharing the gift of guitar with the younger generation is certainly something that should be on the top of all of our lists. 
namely the passion for guitar. Okay, next up, uh, you know, one of the rules of playing guitar, being a performer is not taking yourself too seriously. Last week, or the week before last, we talked about Maddie Diaz, an amazing Nashville-based uh, singer-songwriter, great voice, incredible, incredible writing. Well, she certainly embodies this rule of not taking yourself too seriously because she just had some, uh, let me see, make sure this is correct, she had some wisdom teeth pulled. And upon getting back in the car after this procedure, she may still have been under the influence of some sort of pain medication, and she had cotton in her mouth, and she decided that she was was going to sing one of her songs named uh, History of a Feeling, which again, I believe you heard last week. And here, here are the results. Uh, the final story that I have for you is a, a new book by Eric Clapton. This is something I found on Instagram again, and it is called Six String Stories, and it's about the tools of the trade. In Eric Clapton's case, it's guitars. Here's what the post says. Six String Stories, a new book by Eric Clapton. Eric reflects on a legendary career as told through the tools of his trade his guitars. Order yours now at ericclaptonbook.com. I haven't ordered mine yet. I just found out about this, but I will be putting it on order directly after I film the show today. So that'll be our final news segment for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Let's take a quick sneak peek into next week. I kind of already gave you one, but uh, we'll do the official sneak peek before I wrap up the show. And next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, we're going to... We're going <laughs> to... We're going to reflect on your guitar journey thus far. We're going to take a look at the last year, and I'm going to walk you through this, this reflection step-by-step step to give you a great glimpse into what you accomplished last year and how you can make 2022 your best year of guitar yet. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday. Whoa. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Uh, make sure to catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here on YouTube. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. And before I let you go, one quick reminder. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you again for joining me. Thanks for being a guitar geek. Thanks for being a guitar geek. And I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers and guitar geeks unite. Mm -hmm.